0: This is TJ with Mid-Century Homes, and welcome to the latest episode of Next. On today's episode, we have Vance Lichtenberger on the call with us. Hey, Vance. Hey, everybody. You doing well? Oh, yeah, doing awesome. Very cool. Well, Vance has uh, been an agent on our team and was actually, I believe he was the third agent added to our team what has it been? Just over a year? ago, Yeah. Vance?
1: Yeah. 13 months.
0: Awesome. And uh, we thought it would be interesting to uh, get a chance to talk with him about maybe some of his past life and his current life and let you as the audience hear from Vance. So thanks for joining us and being willing to take the call here. Vance. Oh, yeah, no problem. Well, hey, uh, very first question. Uh, somebody who might not know you walks up to you in a coffee shop and says, Hey, who are you? What are you talking
1: about? Who am I? That is such, it's such a wide question. And I love that because it gives me an answer or it gives me the opportunity to answer it. However I would. So I would say, Hey, my name's Vance and I sell mid-century real estate.
0: (laughs) and that's it that's That's all you tell them
1: yeah we'll just leave them with that uh leave them on the, the edge of their seat and then they can ask more if they want to awesome well hey uh vance
0: where did you grow up
1: i grew up in boise idaho i think i'm one of uh only four ever maybe i don't feel like there's many of us but you know far and few between but i'm one
0: of them very cool Hey, over the last couple of years, um, what have you spent the majority of your time doing?
1: Um, can you ask that one more time?
0: Yeah, over the last couple of years, what have you spent the majority of your time? Gosh, um, in personal life,
1: gosh, um, I have I've always been consistent working out. I read a lot of books. Um, I have sold a lot of furniture. Um, I've done a lot of work, obviously with mid-century real estate. And, uh, I think that rounds me out a bit. I've done some art. I've done a lot of photography. Um, I just, anything creative, anything that gives me my own voice, I think I just really latch onto and really enjoy.
0: How long have you been, um, taking photographs? Um,
1: about, about two years, a little over two years.
0: What kind of camera do you um I use, use
1: a Nikon D fifty three hundred and it's very entry level but it does everything I need it to. I don't I don't need the, you know, premium end photographer wide angle stuff with like magnified lenses. Um I just shoot for fun and as a hobbyist and it just really that just gets me going. It's it's a good way for me to just like release everything, let it go and uh, you know, just let me be myself for for however many hours I choose that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, uh, in the world of real estate, um, is that a industry or a line of work that you always imagine yourself doing? Um,
1: can you ask that again? I think we're breaking up just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, in the uh, In the work that you do in the world of real estate, did you always anticipate, I mean, have you been thinking about um, being active as a real estate agent for some time or did that just, you know, over the, you know, m- more recent future kind of hit your roadmap?
1: No, absolutely not. Um, if anyone ever asked me if I would be a real estate agent, I would say unequivocally, no, that is never, <laughs> that is never who I imagine myself to be in any capacity i don't know it's not that i had anything negative about it it's just it's just never it was never brought forth to my attention in the right way
0: and and uh well you are a real estate i am So i am (laughs) I, i absolutely am and and how did that transition happen for you to unequivocally saying I would never be an agent to now being a, uh, what, a week away from a full-time oh, agent? Oh, a Is couple right? weeks,
1: 10 days, but who's counting? Oh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 10 more days and you'll be full-time, no more furniture sales, uh, real estate agent. And how, how did that transition?
1: Well, um, I met a guy named TJ Pierce through uh, <laughs> through uh, Facebook Messenger. And he uh, we had been talking for some time. I mean, obviously, I'm talking to you here, but I'm talking to the mid-century fans we have out there as a whole, too. But um, yeah, TJ reached out to me and just said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about real estate? And I, I'm pretty sure I said no, you know, period. But then, you know, what else do you have to say? You know, just kind of left it a little bit open-ended and uh, it came through really well, I got to say
0: yeah um what about um what we did and how we do it and what i was talking to you about resonated with well you?
1: it's you as a person um i think you speak really well through the company as a whole um, we're definitely people first um we take the transactions wholeheartedly and um it's for the benefit of themselves you know it's for the benefits of the clients But, you know, with a mid-century focus, I mean, we want to get them in cool houses that you can still change and still put your own flair on. And I think those people are a little bit more artistically focused, which I am, too. Um, So I resonate with that, definitely. Um, But just having the mid-century focus, that's what I've always loved in my long career of furniture and um, some interior design background. I have always loved the mid-century style far above everything else that's ever been out there, including, you know, contemporary and modern. And that stuff just doesn't hit me the way mid-century style always has. So when you mix those two things together, it was really impossible for me to say
0: no. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was an interesting proposition at the beginning. Because uh, I saw how how hard of a worker you were, and the kind of energy and dedication that you put into things, and that you did really appreciate and value mid century design and architecture, well, thank you. and so yeah, and so that 's why I thought, you know I wonder if this guy 's ever thought about real estate because he seems like the type of individual that you know would would thrive on our business model and find some um, you know, high level of fulfillment and uh, opportunity within the context of our company. So, but what I found interesting in the process of courting you onto our team is that once you kind of mentally made that shift in, now I think I am interested in real estate and you started learning about it and pursuing it, um, you ended up uh, kind of taking a bit of a back seat. Uh, in terms of immediately jumping on board with our team, and you kind of gave a quick survey, I, I would say not even a quick, a thorough survey of the various real estate models that were out there and the companies uh, throughout yeah. the Boise area that you could be doing business for with. Sure. Uh, and then at the end, decided that no, mid century homes, in fact, is the real estate team that you wanted to go to work for. Um, tell success a little a little bit about that process yeah tell me about that yeah. process i mean you didn't know immediately what once you made the transition to uh become a full-time agent that our company you, we we courted you into the conversation but once you got into the middle of it you wanted to make sure that you were making the right choice and and by surveying the various companies yeah during that process, you weren't a hundred percent that you wanted to come to work for us. So, so tell me about that process. Yeah. So part
1: of that was just doing due diligence for myself as a person, you know, um, I think it's always smart to at least know that you have options. Um, aside from that, the presentation overall from the other companies that I, that I looked at, um, You know, to me, it all hit me the same. It was very generic and it was like, hey, how are you? You're going to be agent number 547 on this team. You're going to be doing this, that, and that. They told me um, what I had to do to be successful in their company. And uh, me as a person, that's just not how I operate, really. I I don't love having boundaries stuck around me. I don't like feeling like I'm inside a fence. Um, So, when they just each all handed me a piece of paper that said, you have to do some of these things, or you have to pick three things on this list, um, it was all just kind of the same. And every time I met with you and Brad, um, it was just more getting to know me. It was like, hey, what do you think you can provide to this team? How can you make us more valuable, et cetera? And, uh, that's something that I really appreciated because I, I see myself as, you know, a go getter. And when I see something, I go, um, do my best to, to fulfill whatever that is, whether it's for a client or, you know, something other. And I don't, I don't really need those pieces of paper stuck at me and 546 other people and just want to pick three items on a list and check some boxes. Um, so i think the mid century model that we have go- that we have going is is so different because it's so adaptable and it's not a piece of paper you're not just another human whose name gets written in a slot you're taken seriously and your needs are met in the right ways and we do that same thing with the new agents who come on board it's not it's not pushing a paper in front of them and just saying hey do some of this stuff and you'll be successful it's how can we help you succeed and how can you help us provide additional resources to this team and to our clients Um, so it's a completely once I met with them and met with you it was just a completely different model not even on the same page not in the same realm Um, the focus is completely different when it comes to mid-century homes versus you know
0: the breadth of the other models that are out there yeah and I mean it was my own experience too when I was getting into the industry uh, is that there's you know some really successful real estate um, brokerages and models that are out there but they're very plug and play. Like, here's the format. This is what you do and this is how you find success. And, and I'm glad that you spoke to it. I mean, how we approach bringing new agents on is that it's really tailor made and, and custom around what's of interest to you and what you would find fulfillment in and how that can add to the dynamics of our
1: team. Yeah. And we approach clients that same way. I mean, we, we go out and get to know them and we try to source for them the exact thing or very close to the exact thing that's in their head, you know, close, mm-hmm. as close as we can possibly get and make it make sense for everybody. Um, that's where we try to land. It's not maxing the budget. It's not, you know, looking for this area at all times. It's trying to find the right fit for the right people and that's, that's how we operate on all levels. It's, that's why I really said people first and mid-century second is because that's, that's just how we work.
0: Yeah. Well, having 13 months of experience on our team and quite a few transactions under your belt um, and you know a lot of uh, support in the clients that you've helped along the way, uh, be interesting to hear maybe one of your favorite experiences in working with our company so far.
1: Um, it was when I was maybe 14 days into the company and, uh, <laughs> and you give me an address and say, Hey, meet me here at 12 PM. And, uh, I was driving around and I was like, where the heck is this place? Like my Google maps is off. Like, I don't know what's happening. And, uh, I'm like 10 minutes late, which is super unlike me in this, like, incredible A-frame structure that I've never seen in my life and it is just like cascaded with trees and uh and I was like wow is this really it and I walk up and it's the address that I was looking for and I was like oh my gosh and then um you were there and then you explained to me the whole operation and uh it was the it was the art traveler house that you had listed at the time I think I think you would it had just went pending or just went sold either way um, but we were going through a little tour of it slash open house type situation and uh, I just remember that home hitting me like kind of like a person who just walked into church for the first time just so much um, so much fulfillment and release it was kind of like for me at least it was like a mid-century mecca it was like something you will never see again it was like a sunset that has passed tonight and is gone forever um just an absolute wonder and i got to see that in my first 2 weeks of of being on the team and that was just such an incredible experience that it was so much more than visual the pictures don't do any justice to what that home is i mean you do not understand how that feels until you walk through there and feel, you know, the finishes. And, like, you walk through the countertop and um, you just look out the windows and it all connects so perfectly. And that that home, I think, really encapsulates the mid-century mindset, which is connect us to our world and it's living something unique, and it's living something functional, and uh, just have a connected life, which I really love because people are on their phones so much anymore. We're so like at times very disconnected. So I think, as kind of a millennial too, um, I want that. I really want to like feel connected to my space and to like the people that I'm with and to everything that I'm doing outside of the technology world at times, um, it's just really nice to have some connection to people and to yourself other than your phone, you know? Um, So I think that really awakened me. Just walking through there within my first couple weeks, I was like, my gosh, this this is exactly where I'm meant to be in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah and what you're referring to is the phillips house yeah. we actually got uh greg phillips on the very first episode of our podcast yeah. so feel free to go back and listen to that if you guys uh on the line here I haven't uh had a chance to listen to that one but yeah it's it's interesting because it, uh, you know like greg stated in the podcast and as we believe as well you know of the art troutner homes that are in existence uh, even in that category, it's very, very one of a kind. There's
1: absolutely like you have to walk through that. Yeah. Any chance you get, you have to walk through that house.
0: Yeah, and and uh, what we did not mention on the first episode of our podcast when we were on the phone with Greg was that this home will be made available for touring in the spring of 2020, which was a condition that we put into the uh, addendum of the contract was that uh, conducted by Idaho Modern that the Phillips Home will be made available for touring once every other year. So we'll have a series of uh, talks and lectures and events around that weekend. Um, And if you have not had a chance to go to the Phillips Home, um, definitely would uh, strongly encourage you to keep your eyes peeled for that because it is a fantastic home and um, one of a kind in our Boise inventory of mid-century homes. We're really one of a kind uh, across... Uh, the globe. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we haven't seen even in much other and other parts of the world that are like it either. Um, so anyway, very cool home. Thank you for sharing that experience. Uh, although I know you you know knew you had done that, I didn't know it made such an impression on you.
1: I think I was uh, I think I was a nice little cool bit here. shy at the time and a, a little bit less yeah. outspoken than I am now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can freely I can freely say all that and anything else. <laughs> so
0: uh it, it kind of in that same line of thought um are there any other um mid-century bucket list items that that you've put on that list things that you want to experience or do oh, in yeah. this world of Definitely. mid-century design and architecture I,
1: I just appreciate eichlers so much i mean i love the cascading like windows and the roof lines are so so strong that's something I love for just curb appeal, but I would love to walk through those floor plans and just try to feel how the architect was trying to connect people again and push us to nature. It's just, I. that's the difference, I think, between mid-century architecture versus contemporary or pre-mid-century architecture is they were trying to do something with every piece of architecture that they built they had a goal and it wasn't just to like create a kitchen or a dining area or living room it was to it was some sort of goal in mind which i think makes them like pieces of art um they just the fact that they had a goal through this large structure to connect people which are i mean you know people people are crazy So to try to have a goal and to get people to do something or live in a certain way, I think is just something that all other types of architecture or most at least are lacking today and previous. And so going through an Eichler, I think him creating so many different structures, he had some sort of goal, you know, and it was, yeah. and it was to either connect us together and get us to, you know, nature, which is ironic because, you know, you create a house to keep people in it. Um, so I would just love to walk through those, like multiple of them. Anyone in San Francisco listening right now, please uh, respond to this podcast <laughs> and invite us over because I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to make sure to note uh, Vance is very serious about his interest in walking through. No, I, 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 yeah. So, 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 if any of you listeners are out there that own an Eichler home that would like to extend an invitation to Vance, you can reach him directly, Vance at mid-centuryhomes.com. He would be thrilled to receive an email inviting uh, him the opportunity. Yes, and uh, by the way, I will be in
1: oakland um in october and i'm going to be in sacramento in september so i'll be around (laughs) there if anyone's listening
0: yeah just shoot me an email i'll be there i i think we might have a couple connections for your oakland stay that might be really close to concord and 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 there's some uh Eichlers that are in that pocket there too. Ooh, you'd be close to. get there. So we'll, yeah, we'll see if we can uh, help arrange that for you. And again, if any of you listeners can help, we would love that. So um, next question for you, uh, you've been into furniture for a while. And I know that you mentioned, you know, the mid century pieces is what, you know, your eyes been attracted to over the years in that world. Uh, do you have a favorite Mid-century piece of furniture. Yeah,
1: it is. It's definitely the Eames lounge chair.
0: What kind? Because there's there's a couple different variations of that chair. What's your favorite one?
1: Oh, you're breaking out a little bit here.
0: What's your the the Eames lounger has a couple different variations. What's the variation that you find most appealing?
1: Um, can you go through that one more time?
0: yeah so so there's uh like a walnut oh, yeah. um style or black leather there's variations of that Ames lounge chair, which one is your favorite
1: if if I could have a choice of any any Eames lounge chair on the planet, it would be i would love white leather with walnut
0: yeah that's pretty oh my sexy. gosh that
1: contrast <laughs> would kill me and I would I I feel like I would, I would say that I would sit in it all the time, but I would never sit in it. That is, that is like, (laughs) that's the art piece that sits there. You know how people have their own like formal living room that no one ever sits in. That would just be the piece that sits there. Yeah. And you don't touch that. You don't, you don't do anything other than look at it and that's it.
0: Yeah. Well, one more random fact about you before we uh, let you go. Um, I'm just going to kind of draw this one up for everybody. Instead of you telling me something unique or interesting, I know one thing that's unique and interesting about you that's important to you, which you've mentioned already. Um, You seem to, um, you know, when somebody meets you for the very first time, they can tell you're a very fit individual. Um, You really enjoy working out. And what I'd be curious to know is uh, what do you enjoy most about the process of working out?
1: Um, It's just a release. You know, it's not, it's hardly about the physical like gains you might make as a person rather than the, the mental and emotional gains because it's always just you against yourself in a room full of other people who are doing the same thing. And uh, that's that's definitely the thing I like most is that it's just kind of like your own release from society and technology and like all of those things that I kind of mentioned previously um it's a it's just a big release time that you get to challenge yourself and really question whether you have enough to to succeed and I just I like that because it just it really pushes me to be a little bit better than I was yesterday and a little bit better than the day before and uh and just get somewhere Mentally and then, I mean, yeah. physically,
0: along with that too. So, and I think that's just kind what, of... what. What type of a what type of a schedule and routine are you on when for working out? Um,
1: I will be at Axiom every single day at seven a.m. Monday through Friday, probably until I die. <laughs> How long do you work? Um, oh my gosh, not that long. Um, maybe like forty-five minutes to an hour. It depends if I'm like training for something, but usually about forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour get in and out pretty quick and i just try to hit it like moderately moderately hard and then you know once i once i break a sweat i'm out of there
0: then that's too much <laughs> game's over <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> well hey thanks uh thanks for yeah. hanging out with us on the line here and uh thank you audience again for tuning in we appreciate your listening ears and uh, hope that you found our time